This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. As we approach the end of January, we should all be looking back on the past year as one of victory, where we hopefully learn from pastors many lessons on encouragement during that year. Once again, this lesson on victories, forgetting failures and declaring bright futures, clearly outlines the steps we need to take to accomplish that brand new start on our way to a better life. We're reminded again never to forget how much God loves us and how often He wants to give us the victory. But we'll also be reminded of foolishly dwelling on past failures and the power of telling God exactly what we want for our lives. So let's rejoin Pastor once again as we charge into that brand new year. Well, we're coming to the end of an of a old year and we're standing at the doorway of a brand new year. How many of you are excited about the year that's ahead? Come on, yep, gotta be. And um, one, of the, one of the ways, one of the things that I've learned so long ago, the way you leave one situation, or in this case, you're talking about a new year, the way you leave this old year is gonna determine the way you're gonna enter into the new year. Um, you know, it's true, it's true in life that if you leave a situation, a job or a relationship, you leave it in a bad way, in a negative way, you most of the time will enter a new relationship or a new uh, job or whatever it be in the same bad relationship or the bad attitude. Why? Because you haven't dealt with anything in your life yet, you see. So uh, I want to, uh, first of all, go over to a very familiar verse, but I want to go over to Jeremiah chapter 29. Uh, we can't just be casual about this. We've got to be aggressive and go, go for it. So there are three things that we need to talk about today and three things that you need to put into operation in your life. And write these words down and we'll talk about them in a minute as we get over there. Three things. We've got to remember, we've got to forget, and we must declare. Three things. Say it with me. Remember, forget, and declare. So let's start in Jeremiah chapter 29. I love this. Let's just set this down as our foundational verse. And this is what God says. He says, for I, uh, verse 11, 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Wow, I love this. God's thinking some thoughts about me and you. Would you, would you imagine this, that God's got something in his mind? You may not know it. I don't know it. But God's got something in mind for you and for me. I know, he says, I know things. Basically what God is saying here, I know things that you don't know. Would you believe that? that God knows some things about your life and about your future that, that we don't know. Now, sometimes we get glimpses of what God is about to do and we understand God's maybe moving us into a new season of our life or moving us to a, you know, a new job or some new thing in our life. But we don't always know, but God knows. You see, I want to encourage everybody here, God's got something in store for you that you may not, may not look like it. It may not seem like it. It may seem so far away. But God's got something in mind for you because God loves you. Now listen to what it says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Now he's going to tell you about the thoughts. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Let's just stop right there. 
Again, God is not, you've heard me say this before, but God is not the source of your trouble. God is not the source of the problems that you have in your life. God does not think those thoughts. God does not have those thoughts. The origin of evil is not God. The origin of evil is the devil. The things that come against you and the things that happen to you in your life, is not God's doing, it's the devil's doing. Those bad things, you understand. So don't be, don't be blaming God for things that the devil is doing. You've got to know what the Word says. God says he's got thoughts that he's thinking. And the thoughts that God has about you and about your life and about everything that concerns you are connected with peace. And it's connected with, with, um, with, with a future, a future. God has a future. There is a future for you. Let me, let me just say this to help some of you. There is a future beyond divorce. There is a future beyond that job that you may have lost. There is a future beyond the diagnosis that the doctor gave you, no matter what that diagnosis is. There is a future that God has in his mind for you. And I'm here to tell you today that that future is bright and that future is awesome and that future is blessed. God has something, listen, God has something good in store for you. In his mind, he's got something good in store for you. And I got to convince some of you about this because I can see you look beaten down. You look, you look like, you know, you've been dragged in the mud or something. God has a future for you. Say it with me. Say, God has a future for me. Come on, say it again. Say, God has a future for me. So he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. See, when you, you, get, when you, when you start to think in these terms that God's got a future for me, I may not understand it totally. This ought to push you to the prayer closet. This ought to push you back to the place of prayer. I want to, sometimes I got to get with God. I want to know. God, just tell me. Give me a glimpse of my future. What's, what's coming? God, I'm excited. I want to know what is about to happen. I know something good is in your mind. Share it with me. He said, you go and call upon me and pray, and I will listen to you. And he says in verse 13, very, very important verse, and verse I love, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart. See, you put your heart into seeking God. You put your heart into wanting to know the mind and the will of God. You want to get glimpses of the good things that God has for you. Some of you look like you need some excitement. You got to get back to the prayer closet. You got to get back to the place where you're seeking God. Because when you seek him with all of your heart, you're going to find, you're going to learn, you're going to discover things that God has in store for you. You may only get glimpses of it. But God will share his heart with you by the Spirit. He'll show you what's about to come. I don't know about you, but I know something good. I know something good. I said, I know that something good, something good is about to happen in our lives as a church, collectively, but individually, something good is coming upon. So there is a future for you. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Maybe you lost a loved one. There is a future beyond that loss. There's a future beyond every trouble every trial, every, every hard place that you've been. You may feel like you were at the top and now you're at the bottom. In God's mind, there is a future beyond that experience. You're not stuck. You're not in a place that you'll never come out of. You're not at the bottom and never have the hope of going to the top. God has a future in store for you. I've got to tell you this today, that there is a future beyond whatever you've been through or whatever you're going through. 
That's the God that we serve. And I get so darn excited about it that my tomorrows are going to be more blessed and better than any of my yesterdays. And you too, if you have the faith to believe it, God has something. God is up to something that we may not know, but God is up to something and it's about to break open. It's about to happen in our life. I don't know about you, but that gets me really excited. Come on, give the Lord a shout and a clap and an amen. You don't sound excited about that. You don't seem excited. Some of you just look like you're still like, yeah, I know. It's just that same old thing the preacher says every new year. There's a few. No, man, I believe this. You see, maybe that's why it's not working for you. Maybe because it's just become a cliche. It's just become a verse. It's just become a word. But you haven't allowed this word to capture your heart. You haven't gotten to the point where you're excited about God. You know that God is the God of the impossible and that God is going to work the impossible in your life. Maybe you haven't gotten to that place yet. Maybe you haven't gotten to the place of full abandonment and trust in the living God. I'm telling you that God wants to do good in your life, but you must give your life and release your life and trust the living God. Turn it all over to him. You will see awesome things begin to happen for you when you live that way, excited about God. So he says, I have something in store for you, a hope and a future. So there is a future for us. There is a future. All right, let's go over to Psalm 77. The first word that I want to talk about today is, or the first phrase, is that we need to remember. Say remember. We need to remember. There are some things that we need to remember. We've got to get our focus back on the things that God has done for us. You see, if God did it over there, God's going to do it over here. If God did it then, where you were maybe three or four or five years ago, God will do it again right here where you stand now. You see, we've got to remember some things that God has done. We've got to remember. So this, this is what I say. The very first thing we need to do is to begin to remember the victories that we have gotten. And how many of you have had a victory in the Lord? You know that God's done something for you. You know that God's done something for you. So what we've got to do is we've got to call up these these victories, we've got to remind ourselves constantly of what God has done. Because see, if you don't, you know, if you don't, you, 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 you're going to, there's a real good chance that you're going to fall prey to, you know, just being, you know, just humdrum and maybe even get, get fearful or fretful or even get depressed. You've got to remember what God has done. Don't ever forget what God has accomplished in your life. And like I say, if he did it over there, he's going to do it right now where you are today. If he did it then, he's going to do it again. Some of us got to go back and remember from where we've come. Do you realize where you stand today? Do you, do you, have you forgotten from where you've come? Your marriage wasn't a mess. Your life wasn't a mess. You were in a financial disaster. Your kids were rebellious. All this stuff was going haywire. You had to do this and do that. But you cried out to God. You put your faith and trust in the living God. And one by one by one, all of these situations got fixed and God put his blessing upon it. And now you stand in a totally different place. You can't ever forget what God has done for you. So here in, in the book of, of Psalm, well, let me actually read um, Psalm 105, <clears throat> verse 5. You don't have to open to it. Stay in Psalm 77. But this is what the psalmist says, and I love it. He says, remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Remember the, his marvelous works. Don't ever forget what God has done in your life. Sometimes what we do as humans is that we forget. 
we forget, maybe sometimes worse than forgetting, we take credit for the things that God has done. We take credit. We forgot. You know, we've forgotten, you know, how we were in an impossible situation and it was only by the hand of God. But when you're in a better place, if you're not careful, you might take the glory that really belongs to the living God. So the very first thing we have to do is to remember God hasn't forgotten you. He isn't going to leave you stranded. He isn't going to leave you out there. You know, maybe God's working some things out behind the scenes that have to get worked out. Maybe that's why things haven't changed yet. But you must remember. You must put your heart to remembering what God has done. I've never forgotten what God has done for me. I live in a constant state of remembrance because I remember from where I've come. I remember where I was and I see where I am today and I see that my faith has worked and I see that God is blessed and I see that God, see, you got to live in a place of remembrance every day of your life. So let's look at Psalm 77, like this Psalm. And the Psalmist is writing here and he says, now listen to this, let's follow this. He says, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice. And he gave ear to me in the day of my trouble. So this guy was in trouble. I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. And listen to what he says. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Well, we learned something from here. You know, he says, I cried to God in my time of trouble. I sought the Lord. I stretched out my hand day and night, but my soul refused to be comforted. Well, that's a pretty interesting and curious statement. He says, my soul refused. Even though I was reaching out to God and crying out to God, my soul refused to receive the help and the comfort of Almighty God. And he said, I like this part where he says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Well, thus we find, there we find the trouble with most human beings. Because when I'm in a difficult place, if I give myself over to a complaining spirit, guess what happens? I become overwhelmed. Some of you love to complain. Complain about this, pick about that. You are just complainers. And what happens is that when you complain, a person who complains is negatively charged. You do nothing but look at the negatives. Sometimes, uh, you know, what happens is that a complainer is a person who's a perfectionist because you like everything perfect. And when things aren't perfect, and I've had to deal with this in my life, when not, when not everything is perfect, you start complaining about all the little imperfections you nitpick. And then what happens is that you become so overwhelmed with life that you become depressed and you become angry and you become nasty. Some of you are just nasty because you, you, just, you just get overwhelmed with life. Why? Because you've given yourself over to a complaining spirit. He said, I complained and I was overwhelmed. See, you can't be a complainer. You can't be someone who's going to complain. Not everything's going to be perfect. Not everything is going to go your way. Not everything is going to be the way that you like it to be. You have to learn to go with the flow. You have to learn to relax. You have to learn to trust God. I like that verse is God will perfect that which concerns me. So whatever concerns you, know that God is going to perfect it. God is going to make it right. God is going to fix it. You sometimes can't fix stuff. See, you can't fix stuff. You've got to allow God to do it. See, so he says, I complain and I was overwhelmed. So when you get overwhelmed with life, you've got to just check it out because maybe it's just that you're, you're just complaining. Maybe you're just a complainer. You, you're, you, know, you see things and you start complaining. You start walking about this, walking about that. I don't want to be a complainer. I want to be grateful to God. I want to be a worshiper. I want to show thankfulness to the Heavenly Father. For what, I don't want to complain, man, because complain is just going to see. You know, you know what this really comes down to? Complainers, listen, listen. Right? Complainers make mountains out of molehills. 
Did you ever get around somebody? They'll text something a little smart. They'll start, rah, 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 they'll make a mountain out of a molehill, and then they become totally overwhelmed. They collapse. They fall apart, and they, they disconnect. They do all kinds of crazy things because they became, what? Because they gave themselves over to a complaining spirit. See, I've learned to just trust God. There are a lot of things that need to be fixed, a lot of things that could be better, a lot of things could be done differently, but it's not, not, not my nature to just complain about it. I like to rejoice and, and, and to thank God and to say, God, you'll perfect that which concerns me. You'll give me wisdom. You'll give me guidance. You'll give me direct. You'll speak to whoever needs to be spoken to. God, I just trust you, and I put it in the hands of the living God. Don't get a complaining spirit, because a complaining spirit will only cause you to become overwhelmed with life. And if you get so overwhelmed, you're going to make irrational decisions. You're going to cause trouble for you and trouble for everybody else around. That's just a little side journey that wasn't in my notes, but I hope that that helps somebody. So when you give yourself over to a complaining spirit, you're going to become overwhelmed with life. You got to learn, man, to just live gratefully and live peacefully in the presence of God. Not everything's going to work, you know, perfectly. Not everything's going to be the way you like it. But you see, you know, um, a person that is... Um, is a perfectionist, that's just a euphemism. That's just a nice way of saying that you're a control freak. Am I right? Just keep agreeing with me. <laughs> that's what it is. So when you get into that, into that mindset, into that mode, it's really, you know, a complainer usually is just somebody who's a control freak, always trying to be in control of situations. I don't know, that's just a little side journey. But we'll, we'll get back to the message, all right? Remember. Everybody say, remember. <laughs> so he says, my hand stretched out night and day without seeing. Uh, I refused to be comforted. But I, I remembered God and was troubled. He thought about God and he was actually troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Jump down to first, verse 7. Now listen to what he says. He says, will the Lord cast off forever? And will the Lord be favorable no more? Has all his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has his anger shut up his tender mercies? And the answer to that is a resounding no, 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 no. None of that has happened, but this guy's so twisted right here that he's got it all backwards. And he's questioning himself. He's questioning God. But I like this next word. This is, this is a time where you want to get your butt in the way. He says, but. He says, but I will remember. Everybody say, I will remember. I don't know what was going on here. Obviously, there was trouble, and he was questioning. We all go through times of questioning. We all go through times of doubt. We all go through times of unbelief, where we question God, and why this, and why that. But we've got to come back to the place where we say to ourselves, I may not have the answers, but I will remember what God has done for me in times past. Can I get a better amen than that? So he says, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of old. I will also meditate on your work and talk of your deeds. In other words, see, that, that, that's what we ought to be doing, not meditating on our trouble, not meditating on the things of, that didn't work out or the prayers maybe that haven't been answered yet or, or the situations that haven't turned around yet. I'm not going to meditate on those things. I'm going to meditate. 
say, I will remember the wonders of old and I will meditate on all your work and I will begin to talk of your deeds. In other words, what's coming out of my mouth is nothing but the wonderful works of Almighty God. I'm going to tell everybody everywhere of the awesome things that God has done in my life and has done for me. See, but when you give over to that spirit of complaining, man, you just shut down the power of God. You just shut down all of the wonders of God and you wonder why you get overwhelmed with life because you are, you are, you are a blabbermouth. <laughs> blabber, blabber, blabber. All you do is talk of the negative and you get overwhelmed. See, he says, he came to a sense, he says, I will remember what God has done. I will remember the works of old. I'll remember how God worked. I'll remember, and I'm not only gonna remember, but I'm gonna go everywhere and talk about it. I'm gonna tell people everywhere of what God has. Have you told anybody lately about what God has done for you in, 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 in the years past? Or, or, or when you go to work, all people know about you or all your problems? Because all you do is complain and talk about all the negative things. My wife's like this. My husband's like that. The kids are like this. The boss is like this. This is like that. Everything. Nitpicker, nitpicker, nitpicker. You are a nitpicker complainer and you wonder why you're overwhelmed. You've got to forget about it. Let me give you three words that will set you free. You won't have to pay a psychiatrist a dime. Listen to me. Forget about it. Forget about it. That's more than three words. My three words were get over it. I screwed up. Get over it. But it fits. Forget about it. Come on, say it. Forget about it. Let me give you three more words. Get over it. Turn to somebody and say, get over it. Turn to somebody else and say, get over it. You too. Nitpicker, man. Complainer. You've got to remember what God has done, brother and sister. You're not here by accident. You're here by the divine will, purpose, grace, and hand of Almighty God. God has protected you. God has watched over you. God has brought you from those days to this day. And it ain't over yet because God is about to do something greater and bigger and more awesome in your life. But you're not going to get there complaining and being a nitpicker, nitty, 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 picker, picker. <laughs> Hate it, man. Can't, I don't want to be around people like that. Every time you get around, it's like negative charge. They got opinions and complaints about everything. Get away from me. The only opinion I have is the word of God. That's my opinion. <laughs> the only thing that moves me is the word of God. I'm excited about this word. I'm excited about the presence of God. I'm excited about my future, which is in the hands of God. Don't be a complainer. We got we to gotta remember some things, man. You got to remember. You got to remember what God, I'm going to talk about it. Sometimes, you know, talking about it will, will, will get you to remember it. Talk about what God has done. You know, when you're around with people and you have the opportunity, tell them about what God has done in your life. Get excited about it. You, you, don't know, you don't know what might happen. You might, you might get somebody saved. They might get anything out of this. Am I just preaching to myself here? You got to remember. Remember. Remember your victory. Say it with me. Remember your victory. Remember your victories. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.